the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is Southern California Live. Good afternoon, friends. Dave here. I appreciate you being part of our KKLA and KIPRZ family in San Diego, known as Big Wave Dave here in Los Angeles. Of course, David James, and I'm just going to go by Dave. Wilbert has got the controls, and Wilbert, thank you for all you do in preparing this program. We um, found out... uh, Oh, no, about 12, maybe 15, 18 hours ago that we were going to be filling in. And so I am so looking forward to spending this uh, time with you here in Los Angeles and San Diego. And I always give the number. We always want to do that when we first start out at 888 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 here on, on Southern California Live. And so, really, wherever you may be listening, whether San Diego or here in Los Angeles, Riverside, anywhere in Southern California, thank you for being part of our listening families as we study God's Word together. And every day I have the privilege of being able to spend time with you and listening to incredible Bible study and getting deeper into God's Word. And I realize every single day that it's so important that we, that we do that because... You know, you open up the headlines and you see the news and you open up the browser and you watch the news and you see everything going on. And I find it so much a heart of gratitude that that God loves all of us so much that he desires a relationship with us so that we can discover and rediscover hope, peace, joy, and love every day in light of the headlines. I mean, here I am. And here you are reading the news, and often we think, wow, there's nothing, nothing I can do about it. Yet, my bride Claire has been studying the Puritans lately, and there's been a kind of a, a, an onslaught of study in Puritan studies, and for good reason. Check this quote out in prayer, because there is something we can do. John Bunyan said this hundreds of years ago. You can do do more than pray after you have prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. Makes sense. How about this one? William Gurnall. Prayer is nothing but the promise reversed or God's word formed into an argument and retorted by faith upon God again. In other words, God, you promised These are your promises in your word. I'm reading them right now. And we take those and place them back and retort by faith upon God again. We remind him of his promises. That's what prayer is. John Flavel, that which begins not with prayer seldom winds up with comfort. How about that one? So if you ever have any friends, and I have had in the past friends go, ah, prayer, nothing. This is why I... Remind ourselves every single day, I invite all of us, say, look, let me know how I can pray for you. How about this one? When people do not mind what God speaks to them in his word, 
God doth his little mind what they say to him in prayer. How important is that one? We want our prayers to be effective. If they're ineffective, when people do not mind what God speaks to them in his word, God doth his little mind what they say to him in prayer. So I thought we would start off the first segment here and the impact segment here on this Wednesday, beautiful day, January 19th, and, and say a prayer. And the reason for that, invite a number of pastors to do the same. I, I, my heart has been heavy. You know, it, just, it just seems the last two years, obviously, there's been a lot of gloom, darkness that has swallowed, you know, anger, rage, worry, fear running amok. And then you read stories on top of that, the off-duty L.A. police officer shot and killed during an attempted armed robbery in South Los Angeles Monday night. Now, if you read about and heard about this hero, 27-year-old Fernando Arroyos, deputies arrived on the scene to find an off-duty officer with gunshot wounds. They loaded him into one of their patrol cars, rushed him to St. Francis Medical Center in Linwood where he passed. According to the Sheriff's Department, investigators learned that a pickup truck approached Arroyos while he was with his girlfriend looking at homes there in the Linwood area. Three suspects, one of whom was armed, exited the truck. An argument ensued, exchange of gunfire, and Arroyos was struck. Arroyos' go- uh, girlfriend was not hurt. Alonzo Aniso says, my dad was an outside feeding the dog and heard screams of help, 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 and two guns were recovered. Yesterday, a solemn salute by the first responders from all over the Southland happened as Arroyos was escorted to the coroner's office. Our mayor, Los Angeles, to his credit, said this man died a hero trying to defend himself and his girlfriend. He had a promising future, a bright future that was taken away viciously over a street robbery. Senseless. This hero. Heavy on my heart, the Arroyos family. Another heaviness hit me here as I was reading about this young woman, 27-year-old UCLA graduate student working alone at a furniture store last week. A suspect has been arrested and taken into custody today. Brianna Kupfer was found deceased on the floor of a store by a customer not long after she sent an ominous text message to a friend. Officers said Brianna Kupfer instantly had a bad feeling when the suspect walked into the store in which she was working. She sent a text to a friend saying there was someone inside the location that gave her a bad vibe. Regrettably, that person did not see the text immediately. And about 15, year, uh, 15 minutes later, a customer found Brianna on the ground stabbed. I have four children, four adult children. So all of us with just a sense of decency can mourn this loss. Todd Kupfer, the victim's father, Brianna's dad, says, I don't see us healing anytime soon. I'd love to tell you that there's going to be a point where we're going to be better, but I feel like it's going to be missing a big piece. She graduated from Brentwood High University of Miami. She returned to Southern California looking to pursue an architectural design degree from UCLA. Police said there's no motive, known motive, 
and they believe it was a random attack. These are just two of when you open up the news and the browsers and headlines and see. As I began the segment, it just seems to be a, an overwhelming sadness. But you know, we are called not to live in that place. As I was reading these quotes of, of, of prayer, when people do not mind what God speaks to them in his word, God does a little mind what they say to him in prayer. On the flip side of that, when people do mind what God speaks to them in his word, God has huge mind on what they say to him in prayer. So if anyone ever says, ah, you can't do prayer, well, John Bunyan, you can do more than pray after you've prayed, but you cannot do more than pray after you've prayed. So I thought we would spend some time reminding ourselves that the God of hope, peace, joy, love, he reigns. And that we would really discipline ourselves and say, you know what, God, you, you've, you've called me not to live in that space of fear and worry and all of that, but to actually allow your Holy Spirit to show hope, peace, joy, love, kindness, gentleness, compassion, self-control. Fellow church, we do that. Watch what happens around the globe. And I say here in Southern California, we pray for the Arroyos family. Of course, the hero that lost his life. Brianna Kupfer, this young woman who just was working and senselessness happened. And praying for her father who says, I don't see hope in this. So I've invited so many pastors to join us as we collectively as a KKLA family say, and, and Praise family here on Southern California Live say, God, you have called us to a spirit not of fear, but of courage and knowing that at the cross, you defeated evil, and one day every wrong will be made right. In the meantime, we need to, I encourage all of us to discipline ourselves and say, God, I'm not going to live in that space. In my sphere of influence, give me the courage and the strength to stand up for you and not live in that worry and fear and all pitting myself against a person. Pastor George Hurt, he himself a retired police officer, I've invited him to join us in this prayer wherever we are across San Diego and Los Angeles here in Southern California. Pastor George Hurt of Hurt for the Hurting. Father, we, um, we are always humbled by the fact that we can pray, that we can express to you um, our worries, our doubts. Um, before we even do so, we thank you for who you are and what you're doing that we can't see, we can't understand. I thank you for Brother David, his passion and his heart um, that led him to call our city, call our nation to prayer. And uh, I pray, Father, for the crying. I pray, Father, for the economic strains that people are facing. I pray for the mental health crisis that our country is facing, even as we try to make sense of this time of pandemic. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would use the church, use myself, use uh, brothers and sisters of Christ like they, that uh, to look to you in prayer and then to look to you for direction and wisdom on how to act in these things, to love those that are hurting, uh, to guide those that need it, and uh, Lord, to put your word in your spirit wherever it needs to be. Uh, thank you again for this prayer. Thank you again for what you've already done and already always doing and what you're yet to do uh, for the ills of our world, of our country, of our state, of our city, of our county, of our surrounding communities. 
It's like Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Pastor George Hurt, thank you for that. John Bunyan said, prayer will make a man cease from sin. Or sin will entice a man to cease from prayer. Thomas Lye said, I'd rather stand against the canons of the wicked than against the prayers of the righteous. I'd rather stand against the canons of the wicked than against the prayers of the righteous. I've invited Pastor Richard Shork of Calvary Chapel, Monrovia, to also say a prayer. Pastor Richard? So, Lord, in your word, you encourage us to make supplications, prayers, intercessions, and the giving of thanks for all men, for kings, for all who are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And, Lord, we're coming into perilous times, and we are crying out to you, and we are interceding today. We, we do pray for civil leaders, leaders in our school systems, those that serve in public office and services. Father, I pray for the churches, the pastors, believers, that we would rise to this occasion. The Scripture says that you desire all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. And there is just one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. So, Lord, you've asked us to pray, and I ask that you would use this climate to create opportunity for men to be saved. I pray that churches would preach your word with truth and authority. I pray that believers would, would, would on their knees, begin to cry out for our cities, Lord, our schools, our families. We are in desperate need of you, Lord. We invite you, intervene, Holy Spirit, work. Even in perilous times, we believe that you can work in a mighty way. We're asking you to turn the hearts of men to you. We're asking you, Lord, for the hearts of men to be softened towards one another. And, God, we want to see your kingdom. Uh, We want to see your will done on earth, even as it is in heaven. We give these things to you, Lord, with faith and confidence. You are a God who hears and moves, and we believe that you're going to work even in these times especially in these times. We look to you with faith and trust in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Richard, thank you for that. It's David James filling in here, Southern California Live. Big Wave Dave here on KKLA and K-Praise and reminding all of us to live in a, in a place of prayer. I've read a couple of passages from a couple of quotes of some incredible men who have written about prayer. Praying is the same to the new creature as crying is to the natural. The child is not learned by art or example to cry, but instructed by nature. It comes into the world crying. Praying is not a lesson got by forms and rules of art, but flowing from principles of new life itself. You know, we see everything happening and it's easy to get sidetracked and go, okay, I, I, nothing I can do about this. But as I read and I listen to Pastor George Hurt and Pastor Richard Shork thus far, I realize, God, you've called me in the faithfulness 
And even when I'm, when I'm in a place where I'm, I'm not being faithful to you, God, to, to lift up in prayer, to say, God, I need you. Show me, as the George Bailey prayer goes, show me the way in my family. Maybe God will call you in your prayer. Maybe he'll call you to civic service, to impact in, in, in your town from Tehachapi all the way down to the Mexican border, all the way out to Barstow and out to Avalon. Maybe God will call you to impact in your town. So that the next Brianna and the next Officer Arroyos does not happen. I pray that God would, would lead you as we pray. Pastor David Diaz from New Beginnings Community Church. David? I will. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 21, he mentions first the name with Abraham, al Olam, the everlasting God. That's the God of appointed times, the God of the seasons, the, the God that comes in times that we don't think that he's going to come, but he's there. He's working and ministering, and so God is working right now. 2022 is going to be a great year for us because it's appointed of God. God is in the middle of all this. So, Father, right now we pray, Lord, that you would minister, you would move, you would have your way, Lord, beginning in all of our churches, Lord, all through Southern California, that you would move by your Holy Spirit, Lord, awaken us and take us into these appointed times. Lord, that we would do exactly what you want us to do, Lord, that we would be led by your Holy Spirit to the poor, to the hurting, Lord, to those that need restoration. And Lord, that you would lift up your people, Lord, in such a great way that we've not seen a move like this in a long time, Lord. So, Father, we place complete confidence in you. We pray that this year would be a year of hope, a year... Lord, that we're able to look back and say, we're not there no more, we're here in God's appointed time. So, Father, today we just dedicate this year to you. Lord, we celebrate, Lord, what is going on right now all over the world, everywhere. People looking forward, Lord, to major breakthroughs, major miracles, Lord, demonstrations of your Holy Spirit. We pray today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, Pastor David. And we're going to be talking a little later about how the church is growing globally, even in the persecuted Christian church, because the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I want to invite Pastor Mike Levitsky as we go to break. Brian, Saint, uh, Brian Street Baptist in Ukaipa. Pastor Mike, thank you for joining us and thank you for offering some prayer for all of us today. Specifically, I want to lift up the prayers for this hero, Fernando Arroyos, and this young lady, Brianna Kupfer, and her parents and those around them in this devastating week that we've had. Pastor Mike? Father, we thank you so much for your goodness towards us and your kindness towards us. Lord, your patience in dealing with us, Lord, as we fail on a daily basis to live the way that you would call us to live. But God, we are thankful that you sent your son Jesus to die for us, or to live a life that we couldn't live, Lord, to conquer death and raise from the dead, giving us freedom, freedom to live for you, freedom to be your hands and your feet on you. And, Lord, we are living in a time that is dark, Lord, a time of pain, 
at a time where people are struggling, are in fear, not sure what to do. Lord, we just pray that you would use us, Lord. Use those of us who know you, Lord, who are filled with your Spirit, to go out and to proclaim the good news, Lord, to to share your love with those who don't know you, who are in darkness, who are in fear. Lord, to show them that there is a God in heaven who loves them, Lord, and who wants to be in relationship with them. Lord, and has made a way for them to be forgiven from their sins, to be freed from the weight of bearing all of their burdens on their own. God, I pray that you would just fill us Lord, fill our churches with people who are excited about sharing the gospel, who are excited about letting others know, Lord, that there is freedom. God, we pray for those who are hurting, that you'd give them peace. Lord, we pray for those who are being affected by um, sickness and, Lord, much of this crime that's happening and just the disparity in the world. Lord, we pray for your peace, God. We pray for revival. Yes. We pray for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit, Lord, in, in, in all of the areas, Lord, in, in, in L.A. County and right here in Riverside County and, Lord, in Southern California, that, that you would just start a revival here, Lord, that, that your Spirit would be thick in this place. God, use us for your glory. We thank you for your Son. We thank you that we have new mercies every day and that we can live for you. Lord, we thank you that there is no condemnation for those who are in you. Mm. God, and we can live knowing that you love us and care for us because of what Jesus has done for us. Give us boldness to proclaim that message to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Mike Levitsky of Bryan Street Baptist in Ukaipa. Thank you for that. Beloved friends, I just pray that you are lifted up saying, you know what, God, the gates of hell cannot prevail when we pray to you, when we set our compass towards you. And I say, okay, God, what is it you're going to have me do in this world to impact in with the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, fueling the tank for that? Because there's nothing we can do outside of, outside of him. As Thomas Lye once said, this famous Puritan writing about prayer Take heart, friends. This is what he said. I had rather stand against the canons of the wicked than against the prayers of the righteous. May we all be in that space of prayer. And may that revival begin. It happened back in the early 70s. That last Jesus revival, that Jesus awakening, happened right here in Southern California, spread around the country and around the world. May it be so once again. So we do life together here in Southern California. It's David James. This is Southern California Live. It's Wednesday afternoon. SoCal Live continues here on 99.5 KKLA and San Diego's K-Praise. Southern California Live. It's 99.5 KKLA, San Diego's K-Praise. Big Wave Dave, David James here, thankful and grateful that we can join together uh, every single day. Phone number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I encourage you to call in and uh, let us know your thoughts on the prayers that we had in that first impact segment. We'll continue to lift up uh, all of each other in prayer, um, that that's not in vain, read a number of Incredible quotes on prayer and 
what the Bible has to say about prayer and not living in that space of worry and fear and pitting each other against each other. In fact, this is what this segment's going to be all about, not only reminding ourselves of that fact that we as Jesus followers do not live in that space, and we have to battle that every single day. I mean, it's just so easy it's like to have that, uh, you think you don't have the line in that uh, fear pool, and all of a sudden, it's not the pool, it's the, it's the Pacific, and you're being dragged out by a great big whatever, because somehow we're tucked in with a lure that has worry, and we get tucked right into, oh, I'm going to worry, I'm going to fear. We don't live in that space. We say, God, I'm going to use wisdom, I'm going to use discernment, I'm going to pray to you. And I'm also going to be the, the husband, the father, the wife, the girlfriend, the, the, the human that says, not on my watch am I going to be in that space, God, with your strength. You're going to give me the guidance to do that. And when it comes to the young people in our family and those that we work with, may we be an exhibit uh, to those people saying, you know what? I'm not living in that, in that place. And they go, man, what's different about you? This is why I want to hear from you at 888-528-2557. Your thoughts on that. Jeremy Keaton is the licensed marriage and family therapist and director of counseling services at Focus on the Family. And I reached out to Focus um, saying, you know what, let's get someone on to talk about the nitty gritty of not only reminding ourselves not to live in that space, but then not get reeled in, number two, and then with our, our, our children and our grandchildren and those which we come in contact to get some real nuts and bolts on how to say, okay, how do we do this in the, in, in the Holy Spirit's guidance in the real world? So, Jeremy, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us here in Southern California today from Colorado Springs, man. Dave, I am glad to be with you. Thanks for encouraging the listeners the way you are, are right here, and I, I'm, I'm glad to join you in that. Well, share a little bit. You've got three children. I mean, you've been married a little while. You've got, this isn't your first rodeo. I mean, you, <laughs> you're in the trenches with all of us having to deal with what we've dealt with the last two years and the constant assault on, oh, you know, you need to be against person, against person, because, and our kids, they see that. So what say ye when it comes to being on the front lines and saying, okay, I, I, I'm not going to live in that space? You've got to. You've got to make some decisions for you. What can you control and what can't you control? And I, I, I know one thing, only one thing I can, with God's help, is this, it's the me, the myself, and the I. Um, and, you know, what, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Uh, it's a challenge. I'm not saying it's easy, but one, one of the things in the list of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, right? So if I am not, and we are not as the adults in the room, the leaders of the household, if we're not watching our well-being, if we're not grounded in a sense of, hey, I'm going to deal with my anxiety and my disappointment, my frustrations, and do it in a way that's healthy, how can we expect that of those around us that are under our care? I'm not saying that's easy, Dave, but it, it does start with me and what I control and taking responsibility and ownership in that space, finding safe places to do this phrase that we call self-care is where it first starts. Yeah, it sounds like it's, a, it's actually a, a discipline is what it takes. And, you know, I'll speak for myself. We, sometimes that's, that's not sometimes. It's, it's hard work to do that. I mean, we've got to really take ownership of that and say, okay, I'm going to do that self-care. And so speak of some ways of, of, of doing that very thing. And, again, I always think of the fact that, 
you know, we're not perfect. You know, of course you might be. I mean, you're there in Colorado Springs and, you know, focus on the family. But I know that's not true. You know, you're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But what what would you say in the real world to say, okay, um, our, our kids are watching us. Our grandkids, our spouse is watching us. How, to be, how do we be real in doing this? Not letting that fear, worry, and, and anger and pitting person against person like we're being told to do. How do we do that in the real nuts and bolts of things? Well, you know, I think we really need safe relationships, and you need to be investing over time in your life. You need those safe people that you can let your hair down and say, hey, I need to process this. I need to say some things here and, and put some thoughts on the table, and you're, you're, you're wise, you're trustworthy, you'll listen to me, and we're going to pack this up and leave the room healthier, uh-huh. uh, but, but we may need to put some stuff on the table. We need safe places to air things out. I will agree there is such a thing as sort of healthy venting, but there's over-venting, and there's living in the vent mode, right, where steam <laughs> is coming out all the time. Right. We can't live that way, but you do need some safe places in your life, and of course, that relationship with the Lord and His counsel and the Holy Spirit, and a true conversation back and forth with your Father in Heaven is a big part of that, and safe relationships where brothers and sisters in Christ in, can, you know, prophesy things, and then when you move into your parenting mode, or you move into your leadership role, or your job, or into your community, or your roles at church, you have you have taken care of yourself well. You've decided, here's what I need to say, and I've gathered wisdom about that, and here's the decision of the way I'm going to carry myself out forward. Even if I don't agree with this or that that's happening in the culture, here's the way I can be the most influential and not spread the poison of that to the people that are under my influence, because I've, I've processed that with some safe people who are going to give me wisdom, uh, and you need to have wise friends. Yeah, well, that's a, uh, Jeremy Keaton joins us, licensed marriage family therapist, senior director of counseling services, focus on the family, licensed marriage, and family therapist. Um, so, Jeremy, it's... It, couple of key phrases I caught with you in there. It's number one, wisdom. Um, that's something that, again, has to be disciplined to say, okay, I'm going to seek wise counsel because everybody is a, everybody's got that Lucy, uh, you know, a little, uh, little corner, you know, in our life that wants to offer, you know, five cents of, of therapy, you know, and they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll offer anything, but should we accept it? That's, that's where the wisdom kicks in. And, and then a, a second thing I, I noticed too, was that we actually have to be willing to vent that stuff out and to be one of those fools, uh, that is a safe space for someone to go ahead and vent it all out, let it out. I'm not going to hold anything against you. How important is it that we be that kind of person and that someone be that person for us? Well, safety and relationships is so key, but there is a, a fine line between, you know, being safe and venting and then just being sort of a cesspool of a sounding board in groups. Ah. I'm actually talking about finding people in your life that you've seen them do life. There's something about the calmness and the way that they approach things without reactivity, and you say, I want some of that balance. I mean, that's the way Jesus walked. Uh, Nobody pushed Jesus' buttons. Uh, yes. He was wise. And so you want to find those Jesus-modeling people 
and get around them. When you have a contentious issue you might want to vent about or use as a sounding board, who are the people that are going to really handle that and receive that well? And then in turn, you're learning from them, and you're doing that for someone else too. Uh, it, it's positive conta- contagiousness, if you will. Yeah, Jeremy Keaton is joining us. I'd like to get your thoughts, KKLA and Kate Praise families. If you've got a question for Jeremy Keaton when it comes to this topic of keeping ourselves and keeping our children from living in that fear, you know, and they see it, they feel it, they know it. I mean, they have, oh, you know, all these people saying things against them. I mean, we've got news in the headlines that say that there's 59% of a certain category here in America favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined in their homes at all times except for emergencies. Our, our, our kids see this. This is Rasmussen poll coming out. I don't know if you saw this, uh, Jeremy, but 45% of those polled here at Rasmussen in this poll that came out would favor governments requiring citizens to live in designated facilities or locations if they refuse to get and make a certain decision that they want them to make. And our kids see this, and so we have to process this stuff. And so I'm inviting everyone listening to say, hey, I, I want to I know how to do that, and I'm going to ask Jeremy how to do that. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you've got questions, I mean, make them really hard. Make them difficult, you know, because this is a difficult situation. And, Jeremy, what do you do as a dad in your particular case um, and maybe we'll consider this on the other side of the break as well, but is there a real-world example of what you've done as a father to, you know, your kids come up to you about certain, you know, fears that they've got, and uh, you have to, you know, practice what you preach here and what you're talking about? Uh, absolutely. You know, um, and it's going to be different. Kids at different stages, you know, the things I would suggest, I have kids in the 12, 13, all the way up to 18 range. In that range, especially when there's some sort of issue or reactivity, rather than just provide the answer or your own immediate opinion, maybe answer with a question. Wow, tell me more about that. What did you hear? Wow, how's that impacting you? What are your thoughts about that? Um, What you're wanting to do when kids are impacted and maybe bringing things up um, that they're hearing at school or... um, you know, concerns they have, listen and get them talking and mm. externalizing it rather than just being the one with all the answers. Of course, there are moments when you need to share wisdom with them. You need to say, well, here's, here's, here's why I would approach it this way, and here's how to think about that from my perspective. What are you hearing me say? And get them to reflect back what they heard you say, but, but use it as a teachable moment. We're preparing our kids not just for what will be a millisecond in the history of their life, I hope, but really for the long haul of how do I think about cultural issues? How do I think through this? How do I make decisions and then carry out my decisions calmly in a world that I can't control? You're helping to prepare them for the long haul with hopefully answering concerns with good, thoughtful questions. Ah, yeah. And that opens the door for curiosity, too. I mean, that expands the brain. In asking those questions, they begin to reason some of this stuff through, which may give us a chance to throw that wisdom out there. But but I, I love the idea of, of asking those questions 
and giving them that opportunity to ask, you know, ask those questions. We ask those questions. We get answers from them. And that almost stimulates a little curiosity, which kind of is a good thing to have as a, as a Jesus follower, right? And teachable moments. I mean, you want to be tender. You want to uh, be empathetic. Hey, this is impacting you. This, this makes me feel angry, too. And yet, what does the Scripture say? You know, be angry, but sin not. I mean, we can have opinions and strong feelings, and that's good. We're, in, thankfully, in a nation where we can vote, we can yes. have influence, right. uh, but then we have to accept what's beyond our influence, and then deal with reality, and helping children accept reality. Uh, you, if you go in a fight with reality, uh, you, reality is always going to win, uh, gravity being a reality. Yes, right? yes. You kind of have to work with the realities that were dealt with in the most joyous and resilient way possible, rather than just kind of stay in a sort of a victimized place to what's going on around. Right, right. Jeremy Keaton joins us from Focus on the Family, Senior Director of Counseling Services, Department of Focus on the Family and Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. If you have a question for Jeremy, 888-528-2557, 888 2557-888-528-2557. Dave here on Southern California Live. And we're going to continue this conversation. And I'm going to even ask Jeremy the question, if we rear our children that way, there's so many outside influences could get them off track. Maybe they're making decisions that are unwise. How do we respond to that? Your questions, your, your concerns, opportunities, 888-528-2557. It's Dave along with Jeremy Keaton here with Focus on the Family. And more... As your Wednesday SoCal Live show continues here on KKLA and K-Praise. KKLA, San Diego's K-Praise. Big Way Dave, David James here on Southern California Live. Love to get your calls here at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. We have Jeremy Keaton, licensed marriage family therapist, senior director of counseling services, focused on the family. And we're talking about how we fight against that, where we're being pummeled over and over again to say, oh, you've got to live in fear. You've got to live in worry. You've got to live in rage. You've got to, you know, there's just nothing you can do. Well, no, 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 no. We're not called to live in that. And it's a discipline. It's, uh, it takes courage. And it's not on our own strength. We better be praying, as we have been talking about this whole hour, that prayer is powerful. And we've got to, we've got to relearn that. And so as I talk to Jeremy and invite you to make your calls at 888-528-2557, the real world colliding with the fact that even in our homes, Jeremy, in Christian homes, I mean, local... I've been reading how local psychiatrists and therapists and everything, I mean, depression, whoop! Up, anxiety, up, um, you know, a, a substance abuse, even among teenagers, and uh, up uh, among even adults, up. And so when it comes to our, our children being in that place, like over the last two years, example. So my daughter, uh, Kylie, and my daughter, Megan. Now, Kylie graduated uh, college a year early. She worked very, very hard to... Uh, Saying, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna graduate in 2020, man. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this my mission." Well, little did we know that 2020 would be what it was, 
And the whole graduation thing for her shifted. I mean, ended up she couldn't necessarily walk. It had to be a drive-through graduation. You know, there had to be protocols in place. So she really wanted to graduate, you know, in kind of the normal way. And it was something that really just like, I can't believe this happened. And so as a dad, I, I couldn't just ignore it and go, oh, pony up, be a woman, you know, you know, take it, take it on the chin. You know, I didn't want to be unreal. I wanted to like, Kylie, this really stinks. It really is. You know, I shouldn't have been this way, but it is. And I ended up kind of playing a cheerleader kind of thing. But then hearing her out, like you were talking about in the last segment, address how we, you know, and I wish I, I, I look back on it, I wish I could have handled it maybe a little bit better than what I did. But when it comes to parenting our kids, our adult children, our younger children, I know it depends upon what age group we have, but dive into that anxiety and that depression and that, that uh, fear of the unknown, if you will, that our children are bringing home and how we, how we, how we as, as Christian parents, in a real way, uh, handle this in a healthy fashion. Well, Dave, you started at the right place with a sense of receiving the disappointment and joining with the emotion of that. This stinks. Help them to feel like you get them. At the same time, you don't just get them and then help them stay there. You get them, you help them externalize that, and you, and you grieve it. You truly grieve it. And, and here's the big kicker, and, A-N-D, a major word, and you still choose joy. You still deal with reality. And you grieve. See, in our world, we're kind of, in our culture, it's either or. It's black or white. It's Republican or Democrat. It's yes or no. It's hot or cold. The idea of I can be in a both place is really kind of a God thing, because don't you know that God's heart is full of joy at the same time when he sees the sin in the world, he's also full of grief? He is an and kind of God, and we need to have an and kind of following of God and his character. You helped her grieve, and you help her choose joy, face the reality, don't fight reality. What are we going to do from here? What do we have control over? And what don't we have control over? Because we're not going to be defeated. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you'd like to chime in, Jeremy Keaton, our licensed marriage family therapist, senior director of counseling services at Focus on the Family. Um, so speak a moment about our, our, our adult children, if you would. Like, um, maybe we've got children where they have uh, chosen and gone down a road of you know, maybe there is some addiction happening. Maybe there is some substantial depression or anxiety that is occurring with our older children this way. And there's outside influences all the time. I mean, Jeremy, we, we can't control how often our adult children, our, our, our older teens are, are online and they're, you know, watching and comparing Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the stuff that's going on there. And as I read, depression and anxiety is through the roof. How do we as parents address that with our adult and our older children? Well, your role is hopefully shifted to one of uh, a coaching and a, a friendship as you get into those uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 20s and 30s. And so you need to recognize what is the appropriate level of ownership and influence I can have here. Pretty different for uh 
teen, younger teens and minors uh, in terms of that type of engagement and type of influence that you'll have, a bit more hands-on there. Adult children is, okay, how do I be influential? How do I own what I need to own but not own what's theirs to own? And usually trying to own what is theirs to own only leads to more resistance if you're, if you're talking about trying to have influence in their life. Uh, find ways to be a safe place so that when they're suffering, they might be open to your suggestion. But if your words are chasing them down, they're going to keep running. But when they are coming towards your words, they're going to be highly influential. Try to find ways where your words are safe and welcoming to them. And I'm not saying that's easy, and that sounds very <laughs> idealistic. Yes. Uh, but what uh, also finding others that are on your team in their life. Hopefully there are people on your team that influence their lives, that have credibility in their lives, too, that you can call upon to help you intervene and be influences when they're suffering. It almost sounds like this can't be knee-jerk. You've really got to hone in on that wisdom thing and just, uh, I, I think, empathy? Would that be, uh, would that be a word? Uh, and, yeah, go ahead. And natural consequences. You know, yes. you know, if you have someone living in your home and there's some enabling going on, it's the most difficult and gut-wrenching thing. If drugs are involved, you need to get some outside support as a parent because if, if, you're, if you're prone towards rescuing, it will, it will over and over again feed on itself and only lead to, to, to more problems tomorrow. But natural consequences, sometimes challenging boundaries you have to put in place, and you getting support as a parent, if you know you've been in that enabling mode, is going to be really important because it's too hard. It's too hard to do alone. Um, gosh, I have so much heart and empathy for parents with kids struggling with addiction because there is nothing that is more difficult to, than to watch a young adult child uh, hurting themselves. And you're going to need some outside support in that. Please reach out for it. We can help at Focus on the Family with a free consultation, 1-800-A-FAMILY. Remember that number. We're here to refer to resources, to listen to your heart, to offer the best wisdom and, and resources on, on topics with adult uh, children or, or other family issues. It's 1-800-A-FAMILY. Dave, it would just be a privilege. Uh, we have a staff of 17, 18 folks that are licensed or pastoral counselors that have a lot of experience coming alongside of people who are suffering, parents who are looking for what their next step needs to be uh, to influence their, their adult children. Yeah, right on. I mean, the tough love thing is just that. That's just so it can be incredibly difficult because I, I what you said in, in, in wanting not to uh, enable. I mean, that's the last thing we want to do at the same time. We want to walk alongside them and know that we're not alone. So, Jeremy, give that, uh, is it 800-A-FAMILY or 800-8-FAMILY? What is it? Yeah, let me be more clear. 1-800, the letter A, Got the it. word family. 1-800, the letter A, the word family. That's 800-232-6459. The phone lines are open uh, from 6 a.m. Mountain Time to 8 p.m. Mountain Time, and we will take your request. A counselor will get back in touch 
with you for a free consultation, donor-supported offering for our, our ministry. Jeremy, awesome. Listen, uh, 800-232-6459, 1-800-232-6459. Last question for you. Uh, thank you for joining us. How, uh, oh yeah, well, we got we got to go. Our time's up. So, uh-huh. Jeremy, thank you for joining us here from Focus on the Family. We appreciate you. Tell to everybody we said hi from Southern California. Always a privilege. Thanks, Dave. This is Wednesday Southern California Live Show continues right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.